People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe, and I am always here with my brother, Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hello, Wrestling Universe. And we are back for episode 35. 35. Man, we're, we're approaching my age, and I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> We've already surpassed mine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're back here, and we're here to discuss more wrestling with you guys and uh, keep you abreast of, well, at least what we feel is important in the wrestling world, because there's a lot of bullshit, and uh, we're, speaking of bullshit, we're watching the WWE's Super Showdown show taking place in Melbourne, Australia. There was nothing else on. There was nothing else on. I apologize to any Australian listeners that we have. It isn't you guys, it's the company. I was telling Matt this this show seems like it's uh it's like the crowd is a divorced child and <laughs> WWE the company is like the dad finally trying to make amends like they gave Buddy Murphy the cruiserweight title they're bringing their entire cavalcade of stars making sure everybody gets gets to perform and is yeah. featured and it's like the the dad who doesn't know anything about the kids like he buys him a chocolate cake, and the kid's, like, allergic to chocolate. Yeah. And... It's okay, buddy. It's a cake. People, <laughs> you know, kids yeah. like cake, right? They buy him, like, uh, a toy that they are either already had or just don't care for. I'm not into this anymore, <laughs> Dad. Oh, well. You uh, like Braun Strowman, yeah. right? You like Braun Strowman, yeah. No, I hate him. Oh, well, uh, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it feels like, because this crowd is not very energetic. Not to not to mention getting fucking raped on merch, man. Yeah. Oh, my God, the amount of money they got to be paying for some of that shit. And it looks like they're like there's guys at ringside with fucking belts on the whole nine. Like, fuck that, dude. You paid, like, a small fortune for that shit out in Australia. Yeah, just stick with your local Australian wrestling companies. Cause, Please. Uh, you're, you're, you'll have better. a much better time. But uh, enough talk about uh, this bullshit. <laughs> Let's get to more pressing matters. And we're going to start with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I uh, have been a very busy man lately, and so has my brother Matt here. But uh, in the midst of my busyness, I was half asleep, and I had missed the New Japan King of Wrestling show. And before I could uh, even make sense of any of it I, I was half asleep and I was checking results and I was telling Matt I could have sworn I saw a picture <laughs> of Jay White Switchblade himself holding up the two suite with the Tongans in the ring and Matt's like nah I, I didn't catch that myself but uh, to Matt's defense uh, he's also been super busy and trying to catch up on sleep so we're pretty busy guys in general. You know, we do more than just this podcast. And much to both of our chagrin, uh, we went back and watched it. And sure as shit, uh, Jay White, brand new addition to the Bullet Club OGs. 
as well as Gato and as as well as Gato and Jato. Well, yeah. it, 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 you know what? Not like that, half a guy together. <laughs> but you know what? They book. They book for that company. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? I just hope it doesn't get to that uh, that Vince Russo level of booking, where they become uh, champs and you know other shit like that. Like it's got to make sense. I, I have very little to complain about their booking and their booking style because I love what they do. Sure. And so far, very very minuscule percentages of error. When it comes to booking, at least for for my taste, I know not everybody out there is a New Japan fan, but for me, they're working wonders with that roster. Right. Yeah. So Jay White, brand new member, Gato Jado, brand new members. I I guess this kind of answers our question about chaos as a group. Jay White makes this gigantic plea, like this is my chaos, this is my chaos. And tries to get them to turn heel, and none of them want to, so he just goes in, into a, a different faction, a different heel faction. So I guess that answers that for the time being. What do you think happens to Okada at this point? Uh, man, where do I begin? I think, I think it's great that we have clarity, at least for the time being, with what... Jay White is doing with Chaos, meaning he is not doing anything with them anymore. Uh, as far as Okada, I think this was, I think this is actually good for him. So, obviously, since June, he lost the the heavyweight title, and he's kind of been in this this area where he's not, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do now. You he's know, in he, a funk. He's in a funk for sure. You know, he's got the balloons we talked about on the show before, and. He's, he's trying to have fun again, but he's definitely lost that spark, and he knows it. And then this whole thing that happened at the G1 Climax with Jay White that escalated to all the way to King of Pro Wrestling, and you saw the beatdown that he got. And that right there gives Kazuchika Okada, in my opinion, all the ammunition that he needs to rally up his troops, the remainder of Chaos, and say we're going after the Bullet Club OGs. And by doing so, we essentially get this uh, sense of confidence again and the resurgence of the Rainmaker, in my opinion. I think this works out good because it gives him a, a, a purpose. Because now you have... This problem, anytime you have a, a long-reigning champion, in this case almost, or over, over two years, or almost yeah. two years, of being champion, and you, you lose that title, because all things must come to an end, the next thing is, what do we do now? And it took them so long to, to figure it out, but it looks like here, now they have it. Now we, we have a faction war to go through. And it, it, it totally works, in my opinion, if, if that's the route they go. Uh, that's my 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 initial thought is Kazuchika Okada is on the verge of coming back by way of backs against the wall. You you were you were jumped essentially by this gang of yeah, wrestlers. He, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and now it's 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 time to get some payback. 
and it's time to uh, to show one that you're nobody's rainmaker, uh, Jay White, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and that's now chaos has has to follow suit, and they need to set their game up and say we can't have that and and uh, that bullshit. And instead of just talking about it, because all this has kind of been ignored ever since it started. Yeah, you, know, you have Okada and Jay White, but like. Besides the commentary by Rocky Romero, who was such a minor character in Chaos to begin with, with all due respect to Rocky Romero, there, everybody else has kind of just been like, yeah, it's happening, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, well, your your leader just got his ass whooped, and three members have just left. Well, however you want to look at Gato and, and, and Giotto, and we're talking on screen here, there's two members, long-reigning members, that left and joined the enemy. And and now Jay White, who was gaining all this all this ground, went from being a minor player to a major player, and he just said, fuck it, I'm leaving too. It's time to rally the troops. And with Okada in, in the center, I, I think uh, it's going to make some interesting TV here coming very soon. If they play it this way. If they play it that right. way, yeah. You know, I, I I never thought of what you just said. That that makes sense. That's very logical. But uh, this this whole turn from Jay White and Gato and Jado, I never saw it coming, which is why I liked it. Like right. I'm actually surprised. It's great. But uh, now it kind of makes me fear for Okada and Chaos. Like... Maybe maybe we're about to see something happen that none of us will expect. So I'm I'm not I don't know if I'm married to the the notion of him rallying his troops now, because to me, the first thing out of my mouth, for if I were if I were Okada, would be like, where the fuck were you guys? Yeah, that's true. You know, so uh, I I guess we'll see. Uh, but when earlier when you when you used the words um, or when you said the phrase like this gave him all the ammunition he needs I thought you were going to talk about all the rumors going around that he's he wants to jump ship oh that yeah <laughs> and I'm like oh he went a completely different route we're going to talk about that or uh, yeah we should okay. I, I, I think it's, I think it's relevant I, I mean this, we'll... is, this is the bullshit that we're talking about ladies and gentlemen just so you guys know I'll, I but, mean, we'll, we'll get back to, to actual uh, results and stuff yeah, with yeah, New yeah. Japan, but, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> me personally, like, it was news to me because you told it to me. Right. I, I haven't read anything personally, but it, I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this one. I don't, first of all, I don't know when his contract is up. I no could I. Yeah, I couldn't tell you that right offhand. Uh, two... It did really make me think uh, a little while ago when you said that, that that's what you were going to talk about because that makes sense. Like, he's, <laughs> he's uh, if, if he's unhappy with the company and he's not happy with the way things are being booked, well, now you have both bookers joining, literally joining the enemy and make, go, uh, like about to make hell for him. Yeah. More or less. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and they beat your ass in the middle of the ring when you're in there trying to save Tanahashi. So, 
yeah, how does how does this work? Like, is the is this enough fuel to the fire for him to go if he's gonna go? Yeah. So, I guess I should explain to the listeners. Please, yes. Yeah. So there was an article. I I can't seem to find it right right now, but it's uh, I posted on the on our Facebook page. So there's rumors going around that Kazuchika Okada, along with other wrestlers in New Japan. Uh, main, mainly Japanese wrestlers are not too happy with what's going on with the higher ups in in New Japan. The the turnover rate with the new uh, new guys in charge, essentially. And Kazuchika Okada's name keeps keeps keep being thrown in there, and that not only is he up, upset about what's going on, but that this that he is very much considering. A potential jump to the WWE because of it. Now the article openly admitted that it was, that this is all hearsay at this point, but that there is rumblings, and because of that, just just like with with the Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Cody situation, rumblings to the WWE fan is a guarantee. The fucking gospel. Yeah, the gospel <laughs> truth that, oh, they're, they're going. So not only is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody, and now I'm hearing Hangman Page and Marty Skrull and the entire Ring of Honor roster. <laughs> <laughs> even but, even Ian Rickard-Jabroni. Ian, Ian Rickard-Jabroni, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to be calling uh, NXT UK or something. <laughs> Uh, Kazuchika Okada is now going to the WWE, uh, just to so you guys know, because of rumblings. But yeah, that's what's going on. That's what's being said. Again, for the uh, for the wrestling fan that has a brain, it is rumblings. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm saying it, it, as of right now, it's improbable. But anything can happen in this business or in life in general. But that's just what's being said right now. Is that there is a possibility because of the dislike, the disliking of management right now, that Kazuchika Okada could make that jump. You know what? To WWE. Now, now that we've we've put it out there in the ether here on the podcast, and we've said it out loud, something doesn't str- something doesn't seem quite right to me about this, and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. If the Japanese contingency in New Japan, no matter how many it is, whether it's two wrestlers or 16 wrestlers, have an issue with the way new management is going, why would they want to go to a company like the WWE? Wouldn't it make more sense that they go to Ring of Honor or Dragon Gate or... Right. You know, like... like, Basically, some other promotion where their style of wrestling and and their—I don't want to say heritage, but definitely culture—is still represented with some sort of respect. Like you don't necessarily get that in the WWE. I mean, look at Nakamura. He's—he went from this highly fucking awesome, world-renowned star to. A United States champ that really no one gives two fucks about. Right. So, 
I, I don't I don't I don't know. That doesn't sit sit with me very well. Yeah, he's the uh, he's your typical Asian that can't speak English. Is his character. And and oh man, this you a just classy. you just open like a fucking floodgate for me because there's like so much I want to talk about concerning this situation. But getting back to Okada leaving, I I don't know if if he does leave, and there's any truth to these rumblings. I think he goes to Ring of Honor. Or or Dragon Gate or or you know, all Japan Pro Wrestling. All, yeah, or all Japan. DDT. Yeah, some some <laughs> some some place other than that. I don't think he goes to the WWE. All that being said, this I'm gonna say two more things. You just mentioned um, that Nakamura was, you know, he he definitely there's a definite definite barrier with his language. Right. You know, he's he's not necessarily. Uh, well versed in English, and I heard uh, while we're on that subject that Asuka, the reason Asuka's not getting uh, a major push is is for the same reason, because she's not necessarily English friendly. That doesn't surprise me, right? But it's also disheartening because they'll give someone like Bobby fucking Lashley a push, and he doesn't have a fucking good grip of the English language and the, they remedy that by giving him Leo Rush yeah so like by that logic shouldn't Asuka get some sort of valet or manager to do to do that shit for her and then let her continue on with her successful push where's that where does the logic stop like I don't get that same with Nakamura if, if it's such an ordeal for Nakamura and they have a problem with it where's his mouthpiece I don't get that. I don't get that one bit. And I'm going to use that to jump off to another point. Okay. So you have this, supposedly, uh, these issues with the Japanese contingency of New Japan having issues with the company and the and the way the company is going. And you and I said many, many episodes ago, New Japan's going to have growing pains. Right. They want to become a more global, a more westernized company to make more money and expand. Guess what? This is one of those situations. They're going to experience shit like this. You're going to get a lot of your J- Japanese wrestlers pissed off or, or hurt or downtrodden because changes are coming and they're not all in their favor. And I hate to make it sound like it's a race issue, because it's not. It's it's just a, it, an issue of heritage. It's an issue of culture. This is a Japanese company, and for you know, ever since 1972, it it's been this way more or less. Like you know, just these fat past few years, they have grown by leaps and bounds. Right. And they're having to deal with all those changes and. It, it, it makes for a really interesting situation, especially here stateside, because if Okada's ordeal is, hey, I don't like the way management is, is pushing us, and I want to leave now, I, I hate to break it to him, but the kind of wrestling that New Japan is known for these days is what people want. That is why they're able to, to be successful with the shows that they do here in the United States, even if it's one or two a year. So, 
literally, to add on to what I said earlier, where is he going to go? Because how does that make sense? Like, if right. he if he's not happy with the, what management's doing for the company now, where does he think he's going to go that he will be happy? That's my question. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you stay? For me, if he does leave New Japan, which that's, that's plausible, uh, but he's not... He's more than likely not going to go to WWE because that's everything he hates about what's happening with New Japan times a lot more. You know? yeah, times 10, times right? Times 10 at least, you know. And that would be just idiotic. So for me, I don't even think he, I don't even think he leaves Japan. I think he stays right where he's at. If he does if he does leave New Japan, he just goes to again all Japan or Dragon Gates or DDT or something along those lines and just works there. Or know? maybe Mexico. Or maybe Mexico. Yeah. You know, I could see that. I could see him down in CMLO. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think because you, you and I talked about this during the uh, Tanahashi Omega banter uh, real quick here that Tanahashi is really, he really dislikes the push that the Gaijin are getting. Yeah. And here's here's the thing. It's like you said, it's not a race issue. Kenny Omega deserves to be IWGP heavyweight champion. Prior to losing the Young Bucks, one of the best tag teams in the world. Deserving of, of those belts. You know, uh the, the, the Tongans. You know, the G O D deserving of those belts, one of the best tag teams in the world. Chris Jericho's Intercontinental Champion that right there is a publicity move. Yeah. That's there to put asses in seats. But it's not like he comes and performs half-assed for them. Either. Yeah, he gives it all. He gives it gives it all. He he, uh, if you, he had a good uh, a good spot at the King of Pro Wrestling with Evil. He's setting up a match there. Very well could happen at Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, it, which I I feel that that's the case. I see him dropping that title to Evil. Yeah. Um and again, that's just to help get Evil over, too. You get a win over over Chris Jericho. You know Chris Jericho knows what his name brings, and he's not a selfish veteran. He's all about helping out the younger guys or the current guys at the very least. You have to understand times change and companies evolve. And you, even though you're New Japan Pro Wrestling, I think it's very selfish for for Tanahashi to be upset about that. And I'm not calling. I'm not going to sit here and call him a racist or anything like that. But why is it a problem that the non-Japanese guys are getting the pushes right now? Because it's not all non-Japanese guys. You know, last time I last time I checked, Tanahashi won the G1 climax. So far, only one guy has ever won the G1 climax. Right, and that's their most prestigious tournament. So, right. like, I don't understand where he he's coming from yeah. necessarily. Kenny Omega won it two years ago and then lost the match to Okada. <laughs> it took him. It took him a long. It took him three tries, three tries, to get that title from Kazuchika Okada. You know, it wasn't like he just came in and and destroyed him in his first time. Okada had his number. Tetsuya Naito. Am I going to say he's not getting a push? Because he certainly is. He always has. Yeah. He's not champion, but he's still getting a push. You know, you, you look at uh, the Never Open champion, Taichi. Finally got a push. Um, and 
which is good because I mean he's not getting any younger. It's about time he he got something. And Hiroki Goto is still getting pushes, and you know your uh, your junior heavyweight tag team champions have been Japanese wrestlers for as long as I can remember. And I mean I don't I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, and again, the it, guys are still getting pushes. Again, it's not an issue of race. It's no, it's, I don't think it is. It's, it's an issue of culture. It's, it is. It comes off that way when when well, he, when he points out essentially the, the other guys. Essentially, this this is the the equivalent to what happens here in the United States, where it's kind of like the what, what is referred to as the good old boy network. Yeah, you know. And, and and that's what it is. You have that mentality of, you know, we're we're clearly the the majority consortium of people, and now we're being slowly pushed out or forced to change, and we have a problem with it. So we're gonna we're gonna make it known. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily make sense, you know, and and that's what we have here, and it's unfortunate because right. you. Uh, it's unfortunate for a couple of reasons. One, because I think Tanahashi or anybody else who who comes from that frame of mind is a little bit close-minded. And two, it breaks my heart even further because it's Tanahashi. Yeah, this guy, I agree. this guy has put put this company on his back, and I I truly feel his pain. You know, you've you've uh, you've bled, you've broken bones. Uh, your you know your body's permanently damaged to an extent for this company that you've given everything to, right? And now they're changing in a manner that you don't necessarily agree with. But guess what? You really can't do anything about it except perform, right? And that's where he's at. I think that's where he's at. That's just my opinion. I, I'm not in Tanahashi's head. I don't speak for Tanahashi, but I think that's what it is. And it's it yeah dude it's it's sad it's disheartening to to hear him speak out like this and you know and how he has a problem with Kenny Omega and how Kenny Omega is not necessarily worth uh, worthy of of the IWGP Heavyweight Title things of that nature. Obviously, some of this could be chalked up to trash talking and and storyline for yeah. yeah it's a work for for their match or their. Their scheduled match at Russell Kingdom, you know, things can change between now and January, but sure, yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting situation, nonetheless. No matter how you look at it, but uh, yeah, the more the the longer this plays out and the bigger they get, like I I think, unfortunately, we're gonna hear more people with this attitude, not just Tanahashi. Not just possibly Okada, you know. It sounds like sour grapes. Yeah, you know, very much sour grapes. And uh, speaking of sour, the Miz is apparently still doing his Hollywood thing. Oh Jesus! Yeah. He's got some stupid ass glasses on now. He's the greatest heel in professional wrestling. Oh Jesus! Shut up! <laughs> Shut up to that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it, it is disheartening, and you know for Tanahashi too. He's he is the ace of New Japan for a reason, and it, man, you, like for for this type of of transitional period, it would really help the business if if he got on board. And you know he's 
not saying that he should just do it for the sake of the, the company. He's already done that plenty of time. But it just sucks that he, of all people, is, is like that because something like that could really put a wedge between the fan base. Yeah, absolutely. And something that they don't need right now. They really no, don't they need. don't. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And, and, and maybe it is a work involved. But, you know, this also goes back to Kenny Omega opening his fucking mouth. Yeah, a few months ago about the the work ethic of the Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, you can't come <laughs> out and say shit like that. Like whether it's true or not, like that doesn't that doesn't um, help the situation. You know, you know, you and I are huge Kenny Omega fans. You know, best bout machine, but he's one of those guys that continuously puts his foot in his mouth. You know what? He's human. <laughs> yeah. Is what it is. Every everybody makes mistakes, and and for Kenny Omega. That's his thing. That that's his like uh, Achilles heel. He just he cuts promos sometimes without thinking. Yeah, and he just says what he says, and that it's supposed to be the gospel. And guess what, Kenny? It's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so that's what's happening right now with uh, with Okada, and and we talked about Tanahashi and everything like that. But um, let's go back to the Bullet Club situation. Jay White is now official member of the Bullet Club, uh, as is Gato and Jado. Uh, we will talk about another member that was, was introduced, too. But uh, with all due respect to him, he's a little irrelevant right now. But you have the, the Bullet Club OGs. And right now, as we see it, you they are rivaling Bullet Club Elite. And it seems like there's going to be a rivalry with Chaos coming soon. Take Chaos out of the picture for right now, because that's pretty fresh, and we don't know if that's even the route they're going to go. Okay. But <clears throat> Bullet Club Elite, it just doesn't seem as if they are buying into this Bullet Club Elite versus Bullet Club OGs quite yet, as far as booking goes. And I know you know the OGs are building up the roster and everything like that, but... Let's let's look at it this way. At the the G one in San Francisco, they the, the OGs with with two guys, two guys in their old man, beat the shit out of the entire elite, and they haven't done anything to retaliate. As a matter of fact, they have lost two titles in the process by way of the never open way six man tag titles and the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. Do you think a faction war is going to happen anytime soon, or are they going to send this a little longer? You know what? It, it, for for my personal taste, it's going to go longer, and I'll tell you why. Uh, probably about a month back now, you have Cody and Tamatonga getting into it on Twitter, and Cody basically put the kibosh on it right away it was like basically just fucking shut the fuck up and go to nxt already yeah i remember that okay so in the way cody's talking now he's talking about a very lively next year in 2019 for those guys meaning the bullet club elite mm-hmm. where uh, he he's uh, featured in an nwa video uh that was posted officially through them mind you where he's talking about 2019 is going to be so exciting because anybody can be anywhere. 
and that's all he said. Now, he, he's, uh, he's definitely one of those notorious shitsters in professional wrestling, and he does it very well. When he talks, he talks cryptically, and, and it's by design. He, he says things with a certain level of vagueness, to where you're like, what does he mean? And then, and then you you know you can't help but play, you know, fantasy Booker slash conspiracy theorist with what he said. Uh, Chris Jericho is really good at this too. So, right. with that being said, you have statements like that from Cody, and you can't help your mind can't help but wonder, like, oh my God, what does he mean? What does that mean? Right. I think for for. For my logic, anyway, I think the Bullet Club elite, as it stands, they have their own agenda, and their agenda is to, uh, for lack of a better term, stay in their lane. And what I mean by that is, they're going to do what they do best and continue to do it their way, because that's what they've been doing. Kenny Omega wants to change wrestling. Cody wants to be a part of that but also make money doing it and together you have you're you're coming across that marriage of of the two ideas in the form of bullet club elite you know they've they've helped put on uh all in which is a completely independent show right you have cody who is now the nwa world's heavyweight champion yeah the new japan united states champion right so uh, and then he's also contracted by the Ring of Honor as it stands right now as we talk. So three companies this man is involved in, plus his own ventures. Mm-hmm. You can't, uh, seemingly, you can't stop these guys from doing whatever the fuck they want to do. So if if we leave it up to them, and I think we should because... I don't think there's anybody who's going to be standing in their way in the interim. They're going to go do whatever they want to do, whether that's in NWA, New Japan, Ring of Honor, WWE, wherever. They're going to go do it, and they're going to do it for themselves. So, enter in the Bullet Club OGs. Where do they fit in? That's the thing. I think they're going to the the elite is going to keep doing whatever they're doing. And the Bullet Club OGs, in order to stay relevant and um, keep their name out there, they're going to have no choice but to make them listen. But that's a task that's easier said than done, and that's why I say it doesn't happen right away. So they could win all the titles they want. I don't think that's enough to make them pay attention. I think if and when they start to really, really pay attention is if they take the IWGP heavyweight title away from Kenny Omega. And, you know, we we talked about that fantasy booking more than a few episodes ago. And I said... I see what you're doing here. <laughs> and, and I said, you know, although Tanahashi has that briefcase, there's a long way to go before January. Yes, sir. And I still feel that way. And and you and I brought it up. And what did I say? I said, Jay, if anybody's yeah, if anybody's going to take that briefcase away, it's going to be Switchblade. And now here he sits. He's a new member of Bullet Club OGs. What better way to make those guys pay attention to you than to stir shit with that guy? Makes complete sense to me as a booker 
Not that I'm an official booker, but I, I, I really feel that way about all this. So yeah, it's, it's going to take a while. I'm definitely in it for the long run. Uh, before, before I, I, I say anything, I got to go back to this WWE show real quick. As, as you're talking, I was watching that. Uh, I'm not complaining because I hate the Miz, but that Miz Daniel Bryan only went two and a half minutes. The video package was longer than the match. How, how does that work? You're welcome, Australia. Yeah. So, and also too, they're advertising Alexa Bliss versus Tristratus. And Lita versus Mickey James. Those matches are happening, but not singles matches. It's not going to be a tag team match. Okay. I, I'm assuming Lita can't go. I don't know why she's booked for the for a singles match with Mickey James. We saw her in the Rumble this year, and she, I mean, she looked terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not her fault. I mean, she's got she, no neck, pretty much. She doesn't have a neck, and <laughs> she doesn't wrestle even part time. So yeah, that what too. Do expect? That too. Uh, I cringe every time she... I love that picture of Shawn Michaels, by the way, with hair. (laughs) 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 But uh, when she does that moonsault, man, she gets so close to the ground. It's like, yeah, I cringe. Anyways, uh, back to uh, the Bullet Club situation. I'm definitely in it for a long run. I loved the video package from Fighting Spirit Unleashed between the Young Bucks and the uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. You know, the Young Bucks were portrayed as these these guys that uh, no matter what you do or say, like, they're making money, as you said. You know, they're doing all this other stuff. And, like, they had, like, clips of just them pretty much bragging of, like, how successful they are. And I'm not saying they're, like, bad for that. But then you, it goes back to the whole idea of when Kenny Omega first took over the Bullet Club after the AJ Styles incident. And I, ne- I never put it together. But who isn't out there when they do that? Tamatanga was never, wasn't there. Okay. And it's like, I didn't put that together. Not that saying this was built up from then, but it was just, why wasn't he there? You know, when, when this happened. And then... And then Kenny Omega comes, you know, he's doing all these all these press conferences, you know, with the whole elite. We are the elite, and the elite runs the Bullet Club. And it was kind of like, you know, these guys are in the background. And I finally took notice when you had the issues between Cody and Kenny Omega, which they brought up in that vignette too. And I said on this episode... What what are the Tongans doing about all this? Yeah, like, what are yeah the, I remember that. You know, and just it didn't make any sense because there, you know, you have all this fighting. What what are the, what are the young bucks going to do? And being the elite and all that stuff. And like, what about Tama? What about Tanga? What about Bad Luck Fale? And you know, also too at the time, you know, Chase Owens and and uh, Yujiro Takahashi. Like, what are they saying all this? Apparently, they're on the elite side for now. But uh, it just had that feel of, like, something's got to give. You don't treat Tamatunga that poorly either. Because I felt he was treated poorly throughout all this because he didn't have anything going on. Yeah. How does somebody this talented have nothing going on for him? And whatever, whoever decided to come up with this whole faction war, and we're not, 
I got tired of the Kenny versus Cody situation. It's just like, okay, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to go, or somebody's, you know, just make up your fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> and with this one, it's different because you have two totally different ideologies going that are, are within the club. The OGs. When I saw, when I finally saw the uh, the Jay White and 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 Gato and Jado uh, turn, I was like. Dude, that right there, I'm thinking to myself, that's Bullet Club. That's a Bullet Club move if I ever saw one. Yeah. You don't see that with Kenny and Cody and the Bucks. You don't see that. Everybody plays nice. Everybody plays nice and... and Again, they're, they're, they're for themselves. They have their own agenda. And, you know, as far as, as, far as the, I'm concerned and the way I look at it is Kenny Omega just wants to change wrestling. That's all he's about. And I hate to say it, but that, like, clouds the rest of his mind. Yeah. You know, he's preoccupied with that all the time. And kudos to him for doing it. Like, right. I, I love him as a performer, and I think he's doing great things, but that's, in a nutshell, that's Kenny Omega. There's right. nothing else to him. Yeah. And you, you really have to look at it as how does that affect the Bullet Club. And I've said it way before... This this whole divide is that the Bullet Club just isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. I know it's gotten you know it, 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 the popularity has peaked because of guys like Kenny Omega and Cody and, and the Bucks, but at some point that name Bullet Club, it, if you continue to go this route, won't no, this isn't necessarily going to mean anything. If 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 it, if you're just four guys and you have you know let's say, what, 13, 14 guys in the group and only four guys are taking it all, are taking it all, then it's not a group. No. What you have is the NWO all over again. Exactly. And that's that's a problem. That is a problem. So I applaud whoever came up with the idea of, of dividing it because now you have the elite doing whatever the fuck they want to do. You know, first of all, the whole Kota Ibushi thing, Bullet Club doesn't do that shit. They don't. They don't bring in outsiders and and join forces with them. It's all about them. It's all about the Bullet Club, and that's what the OGs are bringing out. And that's why I applaud the OGs and I love what they're doing. I wish Tomatunga would watch his mouth a little bit and not get himself in so much shit. But <laughs> when you when you live by uh, no fucks given, yeah, and fuck them, yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's just to be expected, I guess. But uh, I think this is this is great because when they did that video package, it it was like they get it, they get it. What what a lot of especially the, the Bullet Club fans that have been around either from the beginning or at least during the before this whole elite thing took off, yeah, was like, man, this is what why you fell in love with the Bullet Club to begin with. And it's like, if everybody isn't going to play the same game, then you're going to have two different teams. One that does the Bullet Club stuff, and the other one that does everything else but with the Bullet Club name. Mm-hmm. So long as I get a faction war out of this, it works out for me. Whether it happens right away or not, I'm in it for the long run. I I, I, I'm, I have been since since day one, so... 
I just I love the fact that Tomatonga is finally being treated with some respect around there, because yeah, I don't think he is as good as Kenny Omega, nor do I think he's as good as as Cody in that ring. But Tomatonga is no slouch, and I've said it many times before, as far as tag teams go, God all day. Oh over, yeah, over the Bucks, absolutely. You know, all day long. They'll I. Do- the 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 Booker and me wants to make both both of them happy, both sides of this this Bullet Club happy. Sure, I can tell you really easily how to do that. It's not going to be accomplished very easy, but I can tell you easily how to do that. Ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Bullet Club OGs want to stay old school Bullet Club, kick ass, take names later. Bullet Club Elite wants to. Rule the wrestling world and change change wrestling, and keep it evolving. You can do both, and you can thank New Japan for it, because New Japan, very steeped in tradition. You know they're not necessarily with the the current uh, state of wrestling as it is, especially here in the states. They're working on it. Yeah. Here's how you marry the two. You you allow the Bullet Club OGs to continue to kick ass and take names and defy management, even as this company grows, and you make them garner the attention of the Bullet Club elite by beating their ass, kicking their ass, taking their names, taking their titles, to the point where it becomes unavoidable they have to end this once and for all and then you you take the appetite that Kenny Omega has for changing wrestling and you do it one more time in New Japan by having and obviously you can't call it a war games match because it's coined by the WWE but you have a war game style match between the two four on four five on five six on six however you want to do it and you do it in a New Japan ring, or rings, and you let the Bullet Club OGs win. Now everybody's happy. Everybody makes money. Bullet Club OGs get to keep their uh, mob mentality and integrity, more importantly. Right. And guess what? You've changed the wrestling landscape for New Japan and allowed them to grow even more. I don't know why you do this show. You should be booking. <laughs> <laughs> like that's on the spot, ladies and gentlemen. I it's but it's easier said than done because the you know you can't you, you know you're obviously you're not gonna be able to call it war games. Yeah, right. You know, and you might even have to add like a fucking third gimmick cage in there, or some shit, just to sure. You know what I mean? To yeah. make it not necessarily to make it different for for the reason most people think, but just to keep the WWE off of your back. Right. But that's what I would do, man. Yeah. That's what I would that's do. That's a great idea. I fucking love that idea. But but we'll see. We'll see how it gets played out. And then, you know what, that leads me to another thing I wanted to ask your opinion on. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, it was before... Yeah, this, this happened to be for, right before the Juice Robinson... Against Cody match uh, out in California. Okay. Uh, Juice Robinson cut a promo. They had a video package about him being the 
him being the American dream. <laughs> yeah. And I took it as, you know, okay, like the old school rus- wrestling fan to me was like, okay, cool. He's basically firing shots at Cody using his own family notoriety against him. Right. And to me, that was like such a great aspect of that that match. Like, here's shit, man. He's ca- He's calling you out. He's telling you to fucking step up, man. And so the match happens. And obviously Cody wins the United States title from Juice Robinson. But what happened after the match, uh, during the press conference, the, the post-match press conference with Juice Robinson, I, I am calling New Japan out on right away. Okay. Two things happened. One, Cody rebutted Juice Robinson by saying, uh, basically putting Juice in his place by saying, I'm actually one of the American Dream's kids. I'm not like one of his kids. Like, I am his kid. Okay? So those are shots fired back at Juice Robinson. But here's where shit gets fucked up, and this is what I disagree with. Juice Robinson, the... As seasoned of a wrestler he is, he should have took that and ran with it. And no matter whether they have a match coming up or not, he could have used it against Cody and built for uh, uh, another title shot against him mm-hmm. to try to get the belt back and kept that, that rivalry going by firing shots back at Cody. But instead, you know what he did? He fucking apologized. <laughs> he broke kayfabe and apologized and said he was sorry for basically calling himself the American Dream or anything American Dream-like. Right. And he apologized because he's not one of Dusty's kids. I don't know who fucking let Juice Robinson think that was a good idea. But that was a fucking... That's a WWE move right there. Yeah. That's fucking Brie Bella coming out and like, Oh, I'm sorry for fucking busting your face up. Yeah. No, you don't do that shit. You fucking run with it. Pull a fucking Sammy Callahan. (laughs) If anybody could teach you anything about this situation, it's Sammy Callahan. I know a lot of people don't like him, but guess what? He's a fucking smart businessman. There's a reason why. Yeah. You're not supposed to like him. So, yeah. Juice dropped the ball big time with that one. That's yeah, that's that's some that's some horseshit right there. Juice Robinson, man, you talk about one of the hottest commodities going into the summer. Fuck, and he just he just <laughs> fizzled out, man, fizzled out. Dropped the title at uh, at Fighting Spirit Unleashed, and uh, yeah, went quickly back to just being uh, like first on the on the card again. You know. <laughs> Is right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, that's not all that uh, that took place though over the the past two days. Uh, we want to talk factions. I want to continue to talk factions. Let's talk about uh, another favorite of mine, Lij, and um, we have a new member. That we do. We I'm excited. A, we have a new member. So, for those who don't know, Hiromu Takahashi, unfortunately, is going to be out for quite some time. 
He dropped the uh, the junior heavyweight title due to an injury. Suffered at the hands of Dragon Lee. Yes, and speaking of which, I thought it was intriguing that Dragon Lee was the name that everybody came up with as a new member. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been very interesting yeah. if they picked Dragon Lee as uh, the guy that, that broke his neck. He's now a member of LIJ. <laughs> Uh, very dashily. If, Can't beat him, join him, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was announced, uh, officially announced, new, the new member was an, uh, announced at, uh, or unveiled, I should say. Yeah, that's at, a better choice of words. Right. Uh, at uh, King of Pro Wrestling. That took place on October 7th. It was a, it was an eight-man tag match. As usual, Naito had to, had to fuck with the crowd a bit. You know, he, he really... <laughs> He really teased the crowd and, and, and had a really good bit there. And then out comes the, uh, the the new member. He's wearing a mask. All you can see is uh, a little bit of his abdomen area. Uh, so you can see his physique a little bit and, and color tone. Uh, clearly right away it wasn't Dragon League. Cause yeah. Although this guy is, is definitely in shape. Dragon Lee's fucking shredded. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's shredded. Uh, um, and it, it it was interesting too because it did say the dragon was coming out, and it'll make sense in a second. But again, it was not Dragon Lee. Uh, he does does come into the ring. He removes his mask, and it is Shinjo Takagi. Wow. Shinjo Takagi, the newest member of Lij Dragon, because he. Uh, was most known for for being a wrestler in Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. and you and I were both shocked because I didn't know he left. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know he left, and and it. I was like, I was really shocked because of who he wrestled right before he left. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because two episodes ago we talked about that. We did. We were we were on the hunt for uh, Neville. Where the fuck is Neville at? Neville doesn't want to come on wrestle anymore. And then guess what? He shows up in Dragon Gate. So uh, yeah, he wrestles uh, Shinjo, and that was it. Shinjo leaves, yeah. be- becomes a mem- the newest member of Lij, and uh, now it seems Neville is. Uh, Staying in Dragon Gate for the time being. Uh, just goes to show you, folks. You mistreat somebody. And they get tired of your shit. You're going to go where you're appreciated. And that's why Neville's in Dragon Gate. Because he felt most appreciated there. Yeah, so now you don't get to see Neville. It's really hard to see Neville, I should say. Yeah. That, Especially yeah. here in the United States. Very, yeah. They very, do have their own streaming service. They do. It's, so it's, it's you'd, have to get. To, you'd, you'd have to go through that. Uh, or, you know, obviously uh, digital media trading and downloading and shit like that, yeah. if and when available. But he is out there wrestling, so that's a start. Uh, going back to LIJ, it's important to know here that they reiterated this multiple times throughout the the whole bit. Hiromu Takahashi is not being replaced. This is not a replacement no, Shinjo is is an addition. Yeah, he's an addition, a full time addition, the official sixth member of Lij. I was intrigued too that if with him being with him coming to New Japan, there was a lot of possibilities for a guy like him. If you're the guy that 
if you're the guy that signed him and you now are in responsibility of where do you put him? Do you put him as a, just a, a, a solo act or you put him in a faction? One, do you put one or the other? And then two, if it's faction, was LIJ the place you put him? Or do you put him somewhere else? No, I, I agree with them putting him in LIJ. And keep in mind, we've got World Tag League coming up. Yeah. Uh, we have the Super Juniors Tag Tournament coming up. You definitely want to make sure you have enough beef for, for on your roster for both of those tournaments to happen. And uh, that, that means the addition, whether they're just, you know, flash-in-the-pan appearances or permanent roster uh, additions, you want to have people added to the roster. So this makes complete sense to me. I think it's a natural fit for him to be there. I, I think he'll work well with them. And again, you know, this is just me fantasy booking in my head, but you have these, you know, you have all these factions in New Japan, and because of other commitments in their schedule, like tournaments, and whether they be single or tag, or special shows or things like that, let's face it, we don't see very many, I take that back, we don't see as much faction versus faction as we probably should be seeing. For the amount of factions that New Japan has. Right. So me fantasy booking ahead. That would be yet another way to change the, the wrestling landscape and grow as a company. You know, why why should it just be Bullet Club versus Bullet Club? If you've got if you've got New Japan if you've got a certain constituent of, of wrestlers fighting for what they believe is true New Japan Pro Wrestling, logic would dictate that they come up and, and act as a faction, even if they don't have a name. Right. And they they get in that fucking ring and be a part of that war game style match that I mentioned earlier. So you'd have three teams. And that that makes much more sense, at least from a logical standpoint. Again, booking isn't always logical. <laughs> so, but yeah, if if someone like Tanahashi is so hell bent on saving his company and the way he wants the company to run, mm-hmm. what better way to do that than like you know what? <laughs> fuck the Bullet Club. Fuck that Bullet Club. Fuck this Bullet Club. I'm gonna get a bunch of guys together and we're gonna come wreck shop on you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with Lij, I I really thought too. It is interesting because Lij has always kind of been that well that 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 faction that kind of just it took guys that weren't necessarily sought after and turned them into stars. You know, I remember I remember when Evil was one of the the original members, and people were just like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, and then just like look where he's at now. You know, he's on the verge of of having. A showdown with Chris Jericho, which I think he's going to win. I was going to say, let, let's call it what it should be called. He's the next Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, you know, uh, Sonata, Sonata. I mean, my guy, one of the best wrestlers in New Japan today. Again, not highly sought after. Uh, Takahashi, same thing. And it's just, it was interesting that it was Takaji because here's, here's a guy with a name. Here's a guy that that will stand out a little more than some of the other wrestlers right away. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, man, what an what an interesting pick because 
I, not that Lij was necessarily the Island of Misfit Toys, but it certainly <laughs> felt that way for a while. Where you know you had Bullet Club, you had Chaos, you had uh, Suzuki Goon, and then you had Lij, and they were such a small group, and they still are compared to the others. But it's just like now when you see Lij on, on the cards, like that's one of the highlights of the show. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. It's just it's by the work that they put in. All six of those guys, Bushi to me is like the most underrated junior heavyweight on that roster. <laughs> some of some of the best matches I've seen all year involved him. When you you and I and, and the rest of our 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 group went to that Ring of Honor show a few months back, yeah, and that was the main event of the night was Bullet Club versus Lij, yeah. They got just a, just as loud or even louder pop than the Bullet Club, right? And that just goes to show you, man. You know they definitely put in the work, and that's why they're popular. Yeah, they know what they're doing in there, and they don't have to have this gigantic roster of guys to accomplish uh, such popularity. It goes to show you just the the type of, of mindset that goes a long way. You know, I mean, Naito was 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 not necessarily the the highly highest sought after guy during during his tenure to trying to become something in the business. And man, it I love him. I love what I love about him too. And I don't agree with a lot of things that Jim Ross says these day these days. Yeah, these days. Um, but during the uh, the the fighting spirit unleashed, he referred to him. Uh, he, he he compared him, I should say to uh, Stone Cold in the sense of yeah he's he's over and he's popular with the fans but it's not because he's do, he does things for them to, to become this over popular guy he does whatever he wants in that ring yeah but the thing the difference is you know between him and other guys that do that is that he knows what he's doing more so than others. He's always like three or four steps ahead of everybody else, and you see that. Yeah, you definitely see that. And whether he's the guy that's that's recruiting or not, I could totally see it as, as being the case and having an eye for talent because all those guys are just crazy, crazy talented. I don't know if you guys, for those who are, are fans of LIJ, a little fun fact here, they're so over, and they know that they are, that uh, if you pay attention during tag matches, doesn't matter how many are in the ring, when the bell rings, they all jump off the apron. So you can see what's going on inside the ring. Yeah. So nobody else does that. No, no uh, one. LIJ does that because they know people want to see them. So they actually will jump off the apron uh, until things get crazy. Once things start getting crazy, then it's, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, just uh, really interesting. Really, A lot of... A lot of introductions to, to factions, mainly two factions, but a lot of <laughs> introductions nonetheless all took place at one night. So so that's a lot of the key points that took place at Fighting Spirit Unleashed and King of Pro Wrestling. Tons of other stuff happened, tons of great matches. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know how many times i got to tell you, you got to get yourself a New Japan subscription. You can do that through us, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW and find out what the hell we're talking about. I, yeah. mean, <laughs> I get I get a lot of people that come up to me and says, you know, I really I have no idea who you're talking about, but man, they sound cool. Well, Wh- whose fault is that? D- do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Just do it, man, cuz 
It's 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 eight bucks. You know, I, they don't they don't have a free subscription month month. Yeah, there's trial. no free trial. But I'm I'm personally vouching for them. Do the eight nine eight or nine bucks, whatever it is. Yeah, we don't we don't get a kickback for these guys. I get no kickback, nothing. We we do it because we love the product. Baby stingy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay because they deliver the best product, some one of, some of the best product in the world. So, tons of things are happening in New Japan. Uh, with the next from now until January fourth, which is Wrestle Kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you have also stuff that they're doing in England too. The they're doing the uh, was the Best of the Worlds UK. Best of the Worlds happening. UK is happening. Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. I mean, you got to see that. Fuck. They, 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 they almost killed each other the first time they did yeah. that. So, we're going to give you some time to do that. We're going to pay some bills. Why we pay some bills, you go ahead and get yourself a subscription. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, think you can tell us what to do? I can't tell you what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? I can't tell you what to wear. You think that you're better? Hell no, I'm not better. But I am smarter. Bow to the masters. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Rays. Rays will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discounted gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from paying bills. Uh, again, thank you for all your support uh, through each and every episode. Every week we get to do this. Thank, and, you, thank uh, you. Any little bit helps. Again, you can always find us over at 20x20crew.com. And um, all the information you need to find us is on there. But uh, getting back to the episode, uh, Matt and I were just watching the ending of... WWE's Super Showdown show based out of Melbourne, Australia. And again, I want to apologize to the Australian fans for such a shit show. Um, I wish they they kind of represented the company better than they did for you guys. Um, unfortunately, from from my point of view... I look at it as the whole reason that those people attended to begin with is because the WWE doesn't go out there very often. So it's like, this might be my one and only chance to yeah. see The Undertaker. You know, things of that nature. Because uh, that, that was a fucking horrible fucking match. <laughs> it's it's like, uh, I compare it to when I saw Kiss last year for the first time. And it was like, man, like Kiss, obviously a huge, huge rock and roll band. I'm a more, I'm more of a metalhead, but I have a lot of respect for Kiss, and at least I did. And I, uh, 
me and wrestling, me, me and Mr. Wrestling Six went to the show, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't a Kiss show. It was it was a like a festival. Yeah. So a lot of other bands and stuff like that, and Kiss was the headliner for the night, and I'm excited to get ready to see it. Like, man, it's my first time seeing Kiss. This is gonna be good, and it fucking sucked. They had no energy. They were all ego, and it was like, I got your money. I don't need to actually do anything. <laughs> and that's what the Super Showdown was. That's a good point. You know? I got your money, and I don't need to do anything. Yeah. What are you going to do? Leave? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I you, are, you already paid me. I'm just glad I didn't buy any merch because their merch was terrible. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you brought that out, too, was the merchandise sales, you know, especially yeah, if you have exclusive stuff. Yeah, everything is uh, a lot pricier in Australia. So I can only imagine the, the prices that uh, they were paying out there for some of the merch, especially the exclusive stuff. You know, you, you, your headline match is Kane versus The Undertaker. Excuse me. Your headline match is The Undertaker versus Triple H. You and, were, you, I mean, you. I know you corrected yourself, but at the end, they all fucking broke kayfabe and, and shook, uh, stood in the middle of the ring and held hands and, and bowed for the fucking audience. It was like curtain call number two all, you know, it was a curtain yeah. call all over again. What, the, what fucking difference does it make? Yeah, and, and I, my biggest issue, too, though, was the actual match. I mean, <laughs> there's the actual match and why is it taking place. Again, we talk, I, we kept hearing about nostalgia. First of all, we kept hearing about money. Oh, it makes sense because it's going to bring in a lot of money. You're a fucking moron if that's your reasoning for booking this match. Because what also makes a lot of money is the match that and we'll talk about this in, in a second here, but that Saudi Arabia is going to get AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. That brings in a lot of money. Why not book that match for Australia? No. Instead, we're going to give you Daniel Bryan versus The Miz for the million fucking time, and it's going to be two and a half minutes long. Two and a half minutes. The, the, yeah, again, the, the fucking video package was longer than the match. But, uh... So... For all you morons that, that say it's because of money, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> because there's more to business than money. And if you don't think that, then ask all the fucking companies that have folded because they put money before everything else. Yeah. You, you can make money. Money is a huge part of running a business. <laughs> WCW. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a ton of fucking money, but you got to get your priorities straight. But, uh, all right, we'll roll money out. Okay. Nostalgia. You and I talked about nostalgia. <laughs> and there's there's a thing about uh, this little thing called the WWE Network. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network, all one word. That uh, if you want, if you have nostalgia that bad, just go watch something from there. Yeah. You know, go watch Undertaker versus Triple H uh, from Shotgun Saturday Night. They have that on there now. It's good decent match it would be much more entertaining than what we saw tonight jesus you know so you have that uh <laughs> nostalgia is it's a tricky thing because yeah we, we i like i'm a huge fan of nostalgia as a video game collector but the thing is those video games you know the my nes game didn't age 30 years to the point where it's it's almost useless and I mean that with all due respect to The Undertaker, for example. 
But to me, nostalgia isn't watching a 50-year-old man with a beer belly come out here and, and try to wrestle as if he's not 50-year-old man with a beer belly. That would that would be interesting to see Super Mario aged, like, overweight, out of shape, yeah. you know. I mean, he already is kind of over, overweight. But, I mean, even worse, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then try to just jump slow. and fight. Yeah, just, yeah, oh, that'd be fucking horrible. Like, Yoshi's about to, like... It's like on his deathbed. And... <laughs> Does that sound like a fun game to you guys? You know, Does that sound like something you want to buy. I don't want to buy that, but that's again nostalgia is great. You know, sure. You know that's why people like to see NWO reunions and DX reunions, and that's one thing. But when you start ringing a bell and say, "Hey, have a match," on top of that. Uh, man, that's that's nostalgia goes out the window because now this is happening live, and it's like, uh, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it, and you got it, and it was a slot match. Yeah, that was that was horrible. Uh, so nostalgia, okay. What about just hey Triple H um, uh, Triple H versus the Undertaker? They have a storied rivalry. Oh, it's because it's just because they they have chemistry that they're gonna they're gonna. They're gonna tear the roof off the joint, or it was roofless. But you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, that's also a major problem because neither guy wrestles anymore. They wrestle one or two times a year, yeah. and nowhere, that's it. nowhere near part time. Like, yeah. what makes you think they're go- there's gonna be any chemistry? Yeah, you don't just you don't just come back to something years later and say, "Yeah, I still got it." You know, it just, it doesn't happen that fast. No. You know, especially something as precise as professional wrestling. And you went over for 3. Money. <laughs> uh, nostalgia. Actual, just great match. None of it works. None of it works. There were so much possibilities to showcase the Australian crowd. And you're going to go with... Two guys that have been past their prime for over ten years. That's your main event, you know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, you're trying to build a relationship with the Australian crowd. All that says is that we're going to play down to you to things that you didn't get a chance to see because we don't come to Australia, as you as you mentioned. We don't come to Australia. So we'll give you stuff that in the United States we've seen a million fucking times. But in Australia, this will be your one and only time. Instead of saying, for the first time ever, Australia is going to get, you know, Daniel Bryan versus, I don't know, I can't remember if they wrestled before, but Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Okay. You know, first time ever Australia gets that. That, to me, that's more special. And you know what? That, that I think that's the that's another that's another thing that really does separate the the like the pure wrestling fans versus a lot of the WWE fans. Right. You and I will go to to indie shows and we'll see you know this match for the first time ever or for the first time ever here in Chicago. Or, you know, right. or, or just something that's a one-off. Like or when something we saw pre- Pentagon versus Kenny Omega. Pentagon versus Kenny Omega, all in. Awesome fucking show. 
and they tore the house down. And yeah, it, it, it was great. It was absolutely great. What we didn't see was some match that happened a million fucking times before. They yeah. didn't give us that. And I, I think that's one of the fundamental differences between us and uh, the common, the the typical WWE universe fan. Because they want to see that. They want to see The Undertaker versus Triple H for the 1500th time. It doesn't matter if they're 60 years old and can't move. It doesn't matter if Shawn Michaels' eyes don't agree with him. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's bow-legged. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter if they wrestle. They just want to see him. And it's like, why? You want to be entertained. You want to have a good time. Is that a good time to you? Because if it is, you and I don't need to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's going to come down to, assuming that they're both cremated. Yeah, I'm talking about death here. Like, what we need to do is just take... Earn versus earn. Earn versus earn. I'll do you one better. We pour out their ashes, and we just mix them up. (laughs) Vigorously. We just mix them up. Like, oh my God, that that was the Undertaker and Triple H's ashes. Like, nostalgia, money, and it's like, oh my God, these these people exist. They do. And, like, they... This is what hurts the WWE product, because... They plague it with their bullshit, and they buy into this stuff. Yeah, because they know they're going to pay for it. They're going to, yeah. Why does WWE have to get better? They don't at this point. No, they do have to get better, and I'll tell you why. All right. Okay? Uh, 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 Super Showdown shit show. (laughs) Yeah. Say that five times fast. Uh, Aside. Um, They, uh, as much as wrestling in general has... And, and caught up with the times, you you still have you still have issues with the the biggest company in wrestling, which is the WWE or sports entertainment. You still have problems with something like uh, what's going on with the Crown Jewel event. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the the proposed Crown Jewel event is supposed to take place um, sometime here in the near future. I don't know the date right off the top of the my crown head. Crown Jewel is supposed to take place on November 2nd. November 2nd, okay. So, it's supposed to take place November 2nd. Uh, the only problem is the show is being funded by the Saudi government. And with that come government sanctions. Right. So, hence the decision again for the second time, all the women are not allowed to compete. They're not allowed to be shown in uh, certain forms and fashions, even in video packages. Like we saw with the Carmella situation. Yeah, so uh, you have that, um, which sets back the just current society, or current American society anyway, uh, quite a few years. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Um <laughs> But now, uh, because of a political situation where essentially uh, the the Turkish government is proclaiming that the Saudi government had uh, one of their reporters or affiliates killed, um, the WWE is being asked by the American government to hold off and maybe pause the crown jewel event and maybe not even go through with it 
Uh, so I don't know what happens to, to all of this. Does does the the comeback kid Shawn Michaels um, that we talked about in episode thirty four does does he like what happens to him? You know they they make such a big deal about him coming back and then what? Crown Jewel doesn't happen and then what happens? Like I don't understand. But you, the the company has to get better with with situations like this. And I understand, you know, there's a lot of money to be made, but money isn't everything. You know, yeah. when when is when is money like too much of a priority? They have to figure that out, and and right now they're doing a horrible job at it. Um, case another case in point here uh, you know we were watching the super showdown shit show earlier yeah and uh, you and I were watching AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe two competitors that we normally care about uh, but haven't for quite a while because of the WWE thank you very much and uh, the bumps that they were taking you know they're pretty bad they were bad yeah. uh, you know AJ took a bump on a chair Joe had dropped him. He was supposed to drop him with his back flush on the seat of the chair. He didn't do that. He hit AJ's ribs on the edge of the chair, on the edge of the seat part. So, immediately in pain. Yeah. And then uh, AJ returned the favor later with a, a botched table shot where Joe hit the the back of his thigh on the edge of the of the table as it broke. And you know they were both of them obviously finished the match, but. That's sloppy, especially for those two guys. That's sloppy, and you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt doing that. And, and you know, you and I say this all the time. You you guys, no matter who you are, you're in there to take care of the other person. Yeah, absolutely. Every time that bell rings. Um, and now, thanks to Lashley, Kevin Owens is looking to be out four to eight months. Uh, we're talking, like, possibly no mania for Kevin Owens. Right. Uh, they they initially thought it was like a, a a small tear in his meniscus or his ACL to where he would be out just a few weeks and then come back. But uh, it seems uh, day by day the problem is growing worse, and it looks like he's going to be out for for quite a while. And again, you have you, you bring Lashley in, and it's 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 more of a a situation concerning money over actual talent. And eventually that shit catches up with you. And this is this is an exact example of that. So where where does it stop for this company? Like, I, I just don't know. I, I really don't know. It's going to take a lot of, uh, a lot more, I think, personally. A lot um, more botches by Brie Bella? A lot more botches by Brie Bella. <laughs> a lot more fuck-ups by Bobby Lashley. Uh, a lot more of... Uh, Boring wrestling by Braun Strowman. Um, you know what? Here's the thing. I know I'm being a dead horse, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. I, I I don't have a lot of nice things to say about WWE these days. They don't. They don't give us that. Yeah, you, they're not. Cause they don't try. They don't try. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right about everything you said. And they do need to get better in that sense. But I just don't think they will. Again, it's it says it's that mentality that they feed their their. Uh, loyal fan base of, of morons where it's uh, it's quantity over quality the more we have the more talent we have oh, look at this roster it's huge it's huge it's huge and then guys and girls are getting you know 
pushed it aside. Uh, hardworking talents pushed away for a UFC darling or uh, two two models that come and go as they please when they want to reap the benefits of what everybody else has done. You see that all the time now. You know, you, again, your uh, your main event is is two guys that are not, not even part time wrestlers who are old as shit who should. Shouldn't be on the card as is, let alone the main events. I mean, when does it end? When does it end? You know, it's it's it goes back to no, no more examples when uh, when before Enzo Mori got himself into trouble, all those fucking cruiserweights putting all that fucking work in, and Enzo Mori is your champion because he can say uh, you can't teach that multiple times <laughs> on the microphone. I, I mean, come on. Look, your fan base is going to do whatever it is you want them to do because they've proven that. They don't have minds of their own. They're just they're mindless sheep that continue to buy in to the same bullshit day in and day out. And they challenge wrestling fans like ourselves and many are out there because they don't, we don't think the way that they do. We don't look at John Cena... As the measuring stick of professional wrestling. Because, Wait, he's not? <laughs> <laughs> not in the least. And we get vilified for that. We get vilified. or we get, we get told we don't know anything about the business because this is how the business works. When you see so many other companies, you see a company like Ring of Honor that came from gymnasiums 10 or 16 years ago. Yeah, 16 years ago. So where they're at now as the second largest company in the United States... In 16 years, they did that independently. <laughs> Mind you, right? You know, so, but I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, I couldn't tell you, <laughs> I couldn't tell you about heart and soul professional wrestling. I couldn't tell you about how to book. When you just booked an entire bullet club uh, rivalry in a matter of seconds on the spot, because uh, prior to the show, you had no idea. Or uh, right before the show, you had no idea that Jay White was even part of this. and No, I had you know, no idea. So, I mean, but we don't know what we're talking about. We have no shit about what we're talking about. <laughs> this is my life, ladies and gentlemen. Ever since I took on this responsibility of this podcast, <laughs> I've, I've interacted with so much so much of you wrestling fans. And like, a lot of it's been great. I've been talking to some really cool people. It's great. But then you get those people that just like yeah you you really cool people are the vast minority <laughs> yeah it's like you don't how do you 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 shouldn't even talk to me about tying your shoes let alone professional wrestling yeah and you're gonna tell me I don't know shit I don't know shit because I think Braun Strowman needs a lot of work you know what do you want Braun Strowman to do a bunch of flips sure I want to I want to be fair I want to be fair on this podcast so I'm going to say something and I'm sure you'll agree with me but neither Matt nor myself watch every available bit of wrestling there is it's impossible it's impossible (laughs) these days because everything has become so much more accessible yeah add to that the fact that you and I both have a taste for certain uh, wrestlers and or wrestling styles. Right. So we're more prone to watch those before anything else. Yes. You couple those two factors in, and guess what? There's a bunch of wrestling that we're not going to get around to. Okay? Uh, the third one is, 
you and I are both financially. Um, I mean, we're we're doing okay. Yeah. But um, at at the same point, you know, I don't have money for every fucking wrestling stream known to man. Right. I'm sorry. So, I, I I I go with what I can afford, if I can afford it, and if I can't, then I can't. It's it's not that much of a priority to me. So again, that limits my my wrestling uh, experience, viewing at home anyway. So add all those factors together, and and we have to deal with fans like Matt just explained, but also you have those fans who have that um, expendable income, and they they have access to you know twenty different streaming sites. And they watch all of it, and you come across those people, and they think and talk down to people like us because <laughs> we don't watch all the same stuff that they do. Right. I'm sorry I didn't catch the last Chikara Pro or MLW show. I'm sorry I wasn't in attendance at fucking the the first ever uh, AAW card in Austin, Texas that happened a little while ago. I don't have that kind of money. Right. I, I can't mm-hmm. just fucking stop my life to go see a wrestling show out of state all the time. That's I'm sorry, that's not me. I can't do that. But I will talk about what I know. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. So uh, that goes both ways. It isn't just WWE folks who are adamant about, you know, we're wrong, we're wrong, we're wrong. True. It's true. you you do get a lot of those uh, indie snobs like I, you know, I was here last week and I went to hear this and I watched this. Well, great. I'm glad you could. I can't yeah. do it. More power to you. But don't fucking talk down to me in that manner. You know what I mean? I think the deeper you go in any uh, form of media, because I, I, as a video game collector, I deal with that all the time. Same shit? Same <laughs> shit, yeah. And uh, I, look, I'm, I'm not saying this to brag, but uh, me personally, my, my, my collection is over a 1,000. Currently, it's a lot of video games, folks. A lot of video games, and uh, the reason why I bring that up is, although it's 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 a smaller collection compared to some of these others that are out there, it's not like I just picked this up yesterday, you know. And when uh, you you'll get those people that you somebody will put uh, just the other day, somebody put a uh, a smoke N sixty four. With uh, with three games, one of them, mind you, being StarCraft '64, and they charge. They're asking for one thirty-five for it, and somebody posted on there like, "You're out of your mind." Like, I can buy an N64 right now for like thirty bucks. Okay. And like, two other people chimed in, and they're butchering this guy. Now, mind you, I usually just stay to myself. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I usually am not selling. I'm usually a buyer. But I just felt the need to, ch- to jump in and help this guy out. And I was like, you do realize that's a smoke, right? And immediately they're jumping on me like they're all the same. You know, they all play the same games. And that color doesn't matter. And I I went into dick mode. <laughs> and I just pulled up all these examples to where... You know, last sold sellings on eBay, price charting, all all these all this stuff because I don't like to come in with just one. Web, like a lot of people do that, one website or one 
one source of of, of proof. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you multiple sources, and it's just like, dude, like he's he's asking for for like 135. He could probably get over 200 for this. I was like, I Starcraft alone in that condition is like 70 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. 30 bucks? Get the fuck out of here. Plus, you had like Super Mario Kart and Mario Party. It's like, dude, this guy's being super generous. You're going to be a dick. But uh, you get those guys. You do. You get those guys. It's like, oh, no, I, I know. One guy threw at me, oh, yeah, well, what, how, much, how many uh, PS4 trophies do you have? I bet you're not as much as me. What does that have to <laughs> do with buying a fucking N64? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay. I was like, this conversation is pretty much done. Oh, Jesus. I was like, not only that, but, you know, kind of like with professional wrestling, I play way too much. That I mean, I have a lot of trophies. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I had to turn on my PS4. But it's it's a good amount of trophies. But it's like, I also play Xbox and Nintendo and yeah. older systems that don't have, that don't give you shit for doing things. <laughs> <laughs> so... But you get those guys that when you come out with a fact, and this is my I guess my problem when you when you try to argue a point. I never claim to be a be all end all knowledgeable guy because I'm not. But when I come out and I and I try to have a a, a conversation with you, instead of just oh I see your your end and, and maybe coming with a rebuttal a respectful rebuttal it's no you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about and. You know what? This is these type of people. They they deter others from joining in on the fun sometimes, and it's sad because at the end of the day, we're all just wrestling fans, right? I mean, it's we we Long love would hope, yeah, we love the product, <laughs> whether it's the same product or not, whether it's WWE or New Japan or Ring of Honor or whatever. I just don't understand what I mean. Yeah, I understand. I was calling people morons on the show, and I don't I don't apologize for that because. That's what they act like. But it started off by me just trying to state a point. And that point quickly turned into, you don't know what you're talking about. You obviously don't don't know anything about running a business and this and that. And I get so tired of being told I'm, I'm, I'm stupid that, yeah, I get a little defensive. And, and I had to come at you. I had to go back into dick mode. <laughs> and start proving some points here. Whether that's right or wrong, I'm not looking to be right nor wrong. I'm just kind of telling you where I'm coming from. But it, it, it's it's funny that WWE, as a podcast, brings out the worst in us because it, it just does. <laughs> and it, it's it's so goddamn frustrating to the point where I just I hate when we bring it up sometimes because it's like, can it do anything right? There's so many things that they they have potential to do, and they fail to do it about 99% of the time. Every once in a while, they'll get it right. But it's just like, for, for as much as you put out there, I mean, you're a company that puts on, let's see, five, six, so about nine hours worth of, worth of wrestling a week. Okay. And none of it's, like, maybe two hours of it is watchable. That's a shame. That's a shame. A, that's a damn shame, especially when you go to an indie show these days. And I mean, a majority of the card is far more exciting than the flagship show of the WWE. I mean, let's look at it through the eyes of, of, of a teenage girl. You know, you brought your daughter to Black Label Pro. 
She had a blast. She had a blast. And I, I think she was, she probably knew, like, nobody. Maybe, maybe one or two. Well, she knew, she knew what Mark was stunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, she didn't know who Hornswoggle was. I explained to her who he was. Yeah, you were taken back by that, and then you know, I like I had to tell Matt like she wasn't around for any of that, right. you know. And she hasn't like as far as old WWE stuff, she hasn't watched very much because she doesn't. She thinks it's too old, you know. <laughs> like she's just like I don't necessarily want to watch old guys wrestle, kids. So, and, and I don't know if you noticed, but like during the PCO match that night, like you could tell she was pretty much unenthused and like. She kept yelling at PCO like, "Don't, like, don't do that move! You're gonna <laughs> yeah. kill yourself! Like, what are you doing?" But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> the WWE their their fan base, unfortunately, is chock full of of moronic people these days. Whether we like it or not, I'm glad I'm not the only one that used that word. Yeah, no, they're oh, they they're morons, uh, and, and you know it, it sucks. I I hate to use that word, but it's it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Yeah, and um, uh, and you know what? We're we're done watching the Super Showdown shit show. Yeah, right now we have the uh, latest episode of the May Young Classic on in the back, available on the WWE Network. Again, as much as we badmouth the product, the network is something we do support. You get to go watch old stuff and alternative stuff to Raw and SmackDown and the Super Showdown shit show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that being said, there it, it's kind of a damn shame that these days, with the success of, of everything indie right now, that someone has not taken the initiative to um, have, speaking of super shows, right. to have some sort of a super show with all women either the weekend of or um, somewhere in the vicinity of not just the Crown Jewel event, if it if it still happens, and or the Evolution event that WWE is holding. Right. Um, with either a mixture of top indie female talent or uh, f- and or former WWE talent. Even if it's just like meet and greet stuff. Right. Uh, to me, that's a no-brainer. Especially if, if the women can still go. Like, if the performer can still go and they're willing to get in the ring and, and have a match, uh, even if it's a one-off match at a super show, yeah, to to celebrate um, women in wrestling and how far they've come and how far the industry has, you know, like what the industry is today as as opposed to what it was uh, twenty years ago, dude, that's a no brainer. Yeah, I, I'd be at oh, that yeah. show all day. I doubt we'll ever see that happen though, unfortunately. But uh, that would be that would make one hell of that that makes too much sense to me, especially. The weekend of the Crown Jewel show, you know, figure out figure out a venue. For my money, I would take May Young Classic participants that didn't win and invite them. Yeah, and be like, hey, come work for a real promotion, even if it's for even if it's for one night. Yeah, let's do this. That'd be great. Yeah, the May Young Classic is one of those one of those examples of the WWE getting it right. 
I mean, I made this point a long, a long time ago. This was uh, during the first May Young Classic. At this point, you had the May Young Classic, you had the UK tournament, you had the uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, or whatever was it called, Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, the Cruiserweight Classic. And uh, I was like, man, like you know, somebody had said like, wow, like this this is really good, like this is a step in the right direction. I was like, yeah. That's if they sign everybody and use them to their full potential. The, the, the problem is that you guys are not are failing to see is that you guys are so raving about all this when over 90% of these participants are independent wrestlers. I was like, <laughs> so everything that I've preached to you about is what they call it, preaching. It, obviously, there's some truth behind it. Maybe watch more independent wrestling. You know, so you can see people like Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, Martinez. yeah. You know, and and uh, you know, or international wrestling. But uh, you know, you 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 get those people that are just like, wow, these guys are really good. Kota Ibushi, when they saw him for the first time, like, yeah, you're just not being introduced to them. Fine, that's awesome. You know, continue to watch him. Oh no, he's not in WWE. He can't be. He must not have been that good. Okay, you know. <laughs> All right. Like, I just don't know what to say to you. So, But this is one of those examples where they do get it right. And unfortunately, they don't know what to do with them once it happens. You know? Yeah, they sign them for their name. Yeah. And the, the notoriety that they've built themselves. And then they're like, okay, you're ours now. You're no longer a threat. Now, what do we do with you? Yeah, here's a... Uh... You know, like Kota Ibushi, the, the, the bullet that he dodged. Oh, my God. By, by not staying. Huge fucking bullet. I mean, he would have been a, just another Japanese guy that would broken English. That would be treated like the dumb Asian. Yeah. Because that's, that's the gimmick. You, you know, Asuka, you don't, you don't speak English, or right? you're going you're gonna to dance around like, like a complete crazy lady because that's just all you, you can do for us. You're the dumb Asian. She she went undefeated as champ in NXT. Undefeated in WWE as well until in, WrestleMania. Until WrestleMania. And and now look, yeah, I could give two shits. Dumb Asian, and I don't. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I, 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 I for for those who are offended by what I just said. I do apologize, but I, that's not my words. That's just what they're being treated like. Yeah. Taka Michinoku, huge signing, dumb Asian. Yep. Yoshihiro Tajiri, great signing, dumb Asian. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, dumb mean Asian. Like, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. I, I wish I was. You're not. Yeah, I, you're, I wish you were too. I think the only one that wasn't treated that way was probably Ultimo Dragon, and he was barely there. Exactly. Kenzo Suzuki, dumb Asian. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So, uh, again, Ultimo Dragon was barely there. He was there for maybe eight, eight or nine months. I think it was about eight months. Yeah, and then he left, and uh, you know, thankfully he left. But that's that's what Kota Ibushi would have been. You know, as crazy he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, I'm glad he didn't stick around. I'm glad he listened and, and, and left and went back to Japan. And look what he just did. He did something extremely rare at King of Pro Wrestling. 
did a three-way match for the IWGP Heavyweight title. Only the second time ever since 1972, which was the inception of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, that's huge. Yeah. Be dumb Asian or make history. Yeah. I don't know about you, but there's not a whole lot of money in the world that's going to make me be the dumb Mexican. (laughs) You know? Which is another example of... Yeah, of ethnicity that gets mistreated in WWE. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go into that tangent, but uh, that's a whole whole episode that would probably rub a lot of people the wrong way. But um, it's just weird how they can do things. It's like it's like they half-ass things. They do things half right, and then it's just like well, let's just all right, we're done. That's, yeah, that's good enough. Yep, on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, we have a super show to book for Australia. Yeah, you know, so they come out with the women's pay per view, Evolution, have this great whole speech. You know, Stephanie McMahon as if she fucking created the women's Evolution. <laughs> she comes out with this great speech. You know, women's wrestling, this and that, cool, awesome. And then Super Showdown gets announced, and it's like Evolution what? Oh, okay, well, just just hold on. Like, Evolution takes place after Super Showdown. Give them time. And then Crown Jewel takes gets gets announced, and it's like, oh, yeah, the Evolution pay-per-view is going to happen sometime in between. But it'll happen. Don't worry. And there's, like, barely any push for it. It's it's shitty. It's really <laughs> shitty. You know, for, for a company that announced it as the first ever all-women pay-per-view in the history of ever... <laughs> Which is already a lie. Yeah. But for somebody, for a company that made this a big deal, they sure as hell didn't keep it that way because, oh, Australia's giving us more money and Saudi Arabia's giving us more money. So the hell with our female talent. For those, uh, for those promotions who have no affiliation with the WWE, who are not dubbed as official breeders for the WWE... This is this is the point in time where I would just be chomping at the bit to to utilize this to promote my shows. This is where I would be like, "Hey, you want to come see real women wrestling? Then you come to my promotion. We're not going to dick you around. We're going to give you a good show. You're not going to be bored. We're not going to we're we're not going to mistreat the the talent. Yeah. There'll be no putting matches." No brawn panty matches. None of that bullshit. You're going to get to see actual wrestling matches. You know, somebody somebody gave me shit because uh, somebody had said, like, what's the, what's the one match? Somebody asked a question. It was, it was a cool question. What's the one match at Evolution, like, if you could book it, that you'd want to see? And there's some interesting ones on there. And... Uh, you know, somebody had put the uh, Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus back when it was a singles match, and like, but brown panties, and it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck. And, 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 some, and somebody said like it, that kind of defeats the point. Yes. And uh, and, and and of course, you know, he had to attack him, and there's a lot of people. A lot of people liked it and or hearted it, loved it, or whatever. And you know, I just I just said like that's. You can't evolve if you continue to go backwards. And yeah, you can. All the all the guy said to me is like, "What are are you? You don't want to see them in, like, you don't want to see them like naked." 
And it's like, it doesn't matter what I want to see. What I want to see is them do whatever the fuck they want to do. If they want to put on a great wrestling match, that's what I want to see because I know Alexa Bliss can do it. I've I've challenged Trish Stratus because I've never been a huge fan of hers. And my my youngest sister can attest to that because she's a huge Trish Stratus fan and I said there's nothing special about her. She was kind of that kind of the Bella before the Bellas, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh I think she's better than both Bellas, but she's not at the level of like a Sasha Banks or Bailey. Look, you could be I said this two episodes ago. You can be super attractive all you want, whether you're male or female. It doesn't matter. It's wrestling. You know, it's the same thing of any other any other media, an actor or an actress. Absolutely. You know, you can... A lot of people love Jennifer Lawrence. Beautiful woman. Yeah. I think she's a good actor, but I don't think she's one of the best out there. I think she overacts a lot. And uh, there's some times where I just don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. Jennifer Aniston would be a better example. Beautiful lady, not necessarily the best actress in the world. She plays a lot of comedic roles for a reason. But but again, you know, here I am talking to you, and I agree with you. But we, you and I, are of a different mind okay. uh, of, of these people. They can't they can't uh, disassociate their sexual preference from what's put in front of them you know it's women's wrestling right key word is wrestling yeah so you're supposed to be you're supposed to be watching it because you want to see women wrestle right you know it, it, it isn't about how they look don't get me wrong i'm a heterosexual male and i agree with you trish stratish especially back in the day absolutely gorgeous sure um alexa bliss absolutely gorgeous absolutely I get it, but when they're in the ring, I could give two shits whether they're gorgeous or not. I want to watch them wrestle. Right, and that that's the 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 common the the super common uh, heterosexual male fan. That's they they see it all as one package. Yeah, like just because there's a beautiful woman in the ring, like I have to comment on how hot she looks. Or how how hot she doesn't look, or or what have you. Yeah. So, yeah. That that's that's the problem is. Uh, it's a big problem. Yeah. That if the fans understand, I think for the most part that they have a huge say in in a lot of things that happen in professional wrestling. Um, maybe not as much as WWE because they kind of just do whatever they want. But when you have that that chauvinistic mentality. All you're saying is that women wrestling can't work. That they, that this, it just will never work because we can never get over that hump. You know, like like you and I both pretty much both saying, would I want to see a a Tristrez, Alexa Bliss, Braun Panties match? The answer is no. And and it's not because I don't want to see them in their Braun Panties, I guess. It's not that at all. It, it it's it's the fact that what is the point? You know, I, there's there's no there's no reason for me to say yeah they should be wrestling in brown panties, other than the fact that it's for me, right? And as a fan, that's beyond selfish. You know, as a fan, 
you're you're supposed to want what's best for the the people that you like. And if you don't like women wrestling, you don't like women wrestling. But if you claim to be a fan of Alexa Bliss, then you should want more for from her, more for her than than a Braun Panties match. Because if you ask Alexa Bliss, I can guarantee you that she wants more for herself than a Braun Panties match. <laughs> Absolutely. As a fan of anything, you're supposed to support what those people want, not what you want out of them. You know, it's like when we this day and age when we have the all these all these uh, you know amidst all these hacking scandals, and we you know we've had cell phone pictures that were leaked. It's a disgusting world that we live in, of course. And then you start seeing more and more of it, you know, like with uh, with Paige before she got hurt. Oh yeah, yeah the uh, the video that the, came out the videos that the, the video or videos that came out and nobody took her seriously anymore. Every, you know she got she got moved to SmackDown. It was immediately oh that's gonna be interesting. She's on the same roster as Xavier Woods, and it's just like, dude, what, what does it matter? What does it fucking matter? She didn't kill anybody. <laughs> she didn't do anything wrong. Like, are we just gonna pretend as if Paige isn't a good wrestler anymore? I know she's got neck problems. You know, she was dealing with personal problems before the leaks and then after the leaks. And she's got neck issues and things of that nature. And now she can't wrestle at all, at least for the foreseeable future. Who knows if she'll ever be able to step in that ring again. But let's say that she could. Are we going to just ignore everything that Paige has ever accomplished because some asshole leaked her shit for the world to see and we got to see her naked and in a very sexual manner, whatever the videos were. Are we supposed to just ignore all that now? And I guess if you ask a good chunk of the fan base, the answer is yes. And that's very disturbing. Yeah. That uh, we, we that that's a society that we live in. You know, so for the for the guy that, that, that said Braun Panties match, I mean that's your opinion, that's your opinion, but uh, man, you set society back so so much and I'm not one of those guys that they can that you I don't ever say oh that girl's hot or this or that first of all keep it to yourself you know just keep it to yourself there's so much shit going on right now just keep it to yourself and and, and to just have some fucking respect it goes a long way that it does you know so to me I don't want to see that match I don't want to see Alexa Bliss versus Tristratus, period. But uh, I get why they they were doing it, and and you know it. It's a good if you in a WWE sense of passing of the torch, I guess. Although it's not happening anymore, it's now a tag team match. My guess is mainly because of Lita. Although she shouldn't be on the card, period. Because I mean, I don't want to see her die. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> You know, Lita's Lita's uh, Lita's one of those special talents, man. That uh, unfortunately just did has some bad breaks when yeah. it came to injuries. You know, so and that moonsault. I said it earlier. I know I said it earlier. That moonsault it kills me every time I see it. It's so close to the to the mat. Yeah, it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it just shouldn't be that way, but. You know, you have the WWE and then a decent amount of the fan base that just that take this women pay per view as a joke. Yeah, and it's, it sucks, man. It, it sucks because I, I really think 
out of the three that we talked about, the uh, the shit fest, the crown jewel, if it happens, and then evolution, which takes place right in between. I look at that evolution pay per view that once they're all three said and done, and I watch all three, that evolution is going to take the, the cake. I truly believe that. I hope so. I really do hope so. They should. They should have the limelight. That was the whole reason. Yeah. That this was even brought up to to give them the attention to give them center stage, right? And instead, uh, it's being uh, marketed as like the the in between card between two major shows. So, if you're a professional wrestling organization, you and I run an organization. Okay, let's let's fancy book here. All right, we got Australia saying we want a show. We got Aus- we got Saudi Arabia. Not amongst controversy at this point. Okay. Asking for a show. And then we have... We already talked about doing this all in pay-per-view. We've already announced it. I don't care how much money Australia or Saudi Arabia has given me. All three shows are going to be booked with the same intent to entertain 100% of that crowd. To me, that seems to be logical. Yeah. Whether we achieve that is... Completely different thing, right. But I'm not going to shit on that Women's Evolution pay-per-view because I'm making millions of dollars more to do Australia and Saudi Arabia. What I'm looking at is as a win-win-win. Yeah, well, you should be. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, because the Evolution pay-per-view is only happening in, was it, the uh, Nassau Coliseum, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not a big arena compared to the Melbourne Cricket Stadium, whatever it was. Not at all. You know, they're not getting 70,000. But a very there. nostalgic spot, especially when it comes to, to wrestling. To wrestling, absolutely. And, and in the Saudi Arabia venue, I'm not sure how big it was, but if it's anything like the Greatest Royal Rumble... It's big, yeah. It's Yeah, it's got to be pretty huge. So, Cool. I'm not shitting on my talent though, because I'm making more money elsewhere. It just doesn't doesn't work out that way. The way that it should be booked, and the way that other companies book it, is that we have Super Showdown. We're gonna deliver it as best as we could. But if we have if we have only a few weeks in between, guess what? We made that mess. We're gonna lay in it, and we're gonna advertise for all three shows. Around the same time. Because they've done that before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden, because it's a women's peer review. I'm not saying that's the reason, ladies and gentlemen. But because it's a, a smaller peer review that, oh, it's, well, you know, it's, it's happening, but it's, you know. Yeah. We'll give it a few <laughs> plugs here and there. Especially the way that they've, they've booked the card. There's only one match right now that I don't care about, and it's the, the Rousey versus Nikki Bella match. Uh, there's so much more talent on that Raw roster than Nikki Bella. I'm I, look, Ronda Rousey, your champion, fine, whatever. So much more talent than Nikki Bella, but uh, look at the SmackDown side: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair in a Last Woman Standing match. Holy shit! Book the shit out of that. Hell match. yeah! Plug that. That is better than anything you've done on Super Showdown. Oh yeah, yep. Better than any single match, and then on top of that. You have the Saudi Arabians that are, are, are the government saying, well, we want Undertaker. We want Triple H. We want Shawn Michaels. 
was like, and, and, and if I'm on the phone with them, I'm like, what else do you want? You want Macho Man? Yeah. You know, you want you want Andre the Giant? Yeah. You know, I mean, what else you want? You know, <laughs> you want Bruno San Martino? Like with the Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Warrior? Like, yeah. what else you want? You, you, you want to bring all these fucking old guys? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Why, why the fuck would I do that? Why? If I'm looking at it this way, I'm looking at long term. Yeah, it's it's cool to make a lot of money right now, but your WWE, you're a multi billion dollar company. You don't necessarily need that dough, the way that you. Yeah, okay, I get it. It's foolish not to take the dough, but you look at the long term. Is the WWE is not booking their own show? They're being told what to do. So what does that mean for future Saudi Arabian shows? Yeah. That you just yeah. If you're not dictating your own card, then what what's we, the point? What's the point? Yeah. Other than money. Yeah. You're gonna tell me I can't run my own show? Sorry. I I'm gonna, I'll go somewhere else. Because obviously, if you can make money in Australia the way that you did, why do you need to go to Saudi Arabia? Go to Saudi Arabia. Exactly. You, you go anywhere in the world. You know, you you could you could knock on you go to UK, and be like, I want to do a show, Wembley Arena. Yeah. Done. Right, done. Book it. What's your main event? You know, and then you you get to say, "Well, this is what our main event's going to be." Cool. Yeah. Do it. I I don't need some somebody saying, "No, it's got to be DX." <laughs> no, it doesn't. DX just doesn't work anymore, man. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It we're, doesn't. We're, no, we're not in that that time. But that women's evolution, man. You have Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, Part Two. Actually, it'll be part three. Part three, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a, a killer match. You got the final round, the May Young Classic. UK title on the line. I mean, just a tournament, I believe, right? I think, or or something along those lines. And I'm not sure. But uh, it's, it's going to be a great card, man, for the most part. You know, and uh, it... It's just it's a shame that it'll it, it probably is going to get overlooked as one of the b- bigger pay per views of the year because it wasn't advertised as such. And with WWE, that's that's all that matters is and you know how what? you not, advertise. Not even on the network. No. Like you would think, like, hey, we have our own network. We're going to plug the shit out of the show. No. Doesn't happen that way. That's that's very unfortunate. But what uh, do we know? Oh yeah, what do we know? Either way, I'm excited. I can't wait for for um, evolution to happen. And uh, what I do hope about the card, obviously they've they've done a decent job booking the show, but I hope they get to, I hope the performers get to perform a little more than usual. The television rules get relaxed a little bit so that we can actually see them go. Oh yeah, you know. And uh, another thing too for the evolution pay review. Be clean, man. Be clean. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair end cleanly. Like, no fucking DQs, no, you know, none of that shit. Just let them rustle. Yeah. Just let them rustle. That, that, oh. Yeah, you want to get cute, do it Do it the next night on Raw. Or, or Smackdown. Smackdown. Or, yeah. Yeah, do, do all your little shenanigans there. Don't do it at the pay-per-view. You know, I, I, I'm i pretty much at the point that uh, you're going to probably see a lot of BS in the uh, the tag team match. Especially if Lita has 
pretty much a broken neck. Not saying that she has a broken neck, but pretty much no neck. <laughs> Fuck. I can see a lot of yeah. a lot of underhanded shit happening for some reason. I can see that's that. out of necessity. Yeah. yeah. But uh, other than that, let them do it. Like let them showcase what they have. For those who don't already know, you're gonna be really surprised how talented these women are. You know, I, I mean, we've been preaching about it since our first episode. For those of you who uh, who still uh, aren't sold on women's wrestling in general, get with the times. Get with the times. Uh, go go and watch. Uh, there are other promotions out there. No, it's not. <laughs> no, WWE wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> Shouts out to. Shimmer and Shine. Women Superstars Uncensored. Which uh, is pretty fucking interesting if you haven't watched. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's available on Fight TV. They are. They also You can also get them through uh, CZW streaming service. Okay. Uh, and uh, aren't they available on Powerbomb TV as well? I believe I, so. I thought so, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you... You have you have a plethora, and the, the, you know I only. This is in the states. Yeah, I, I only mentioned a few. We always forget to mention like CMLL. You know they have women luchadoras. Yep. All the time. You want to see women versus men? We talked about a few episodes ago. There you go. Beyond wrestling, lucha underground. Uh, Chelsea Green, uh, who just signed with WWE, unfortunately, oh. she had a phenomenal match against, believe it or not, Pentagon Dark. Nice. Holy fuck. I gotta watch that. They I haven't tore, checked it out yet. They tore the house down. Pentagon Dark, same guy that uh, is headlining, like, show after show after show. <laughs> but that's what that's what women can do. You know, and we're not we're not trying to be politically correct. We're not a politically correct group of guys here. No. But, <laughs> trust us. But uh, women wrestling, man, it's, it's some of the best fucking things you can watch. Getting back to CMLL real quick, uh, they actually debuted uh, a new luchadora at their Grand Prix show. Okay. Where uh, Michael Elgin became their Grand Prix champ. Okay. Um, she's based out of Seattle, Washington, believe it or not. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, Avispa Dorada okay. is, is the, the newest member to their luchadora roster. So uh, there you go. Adding talent all the time. And uh, you, you won't be disappointed. You no. won't be disappointed. Hell no. And uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it a night. Just go, go, go watch wrestling. And don't be a dick about it. Don't be a moron. <laughs> just don't. Get along with everybody. Get along yeah. with everybody. It's okay to have difference of opinions. Just don't be a fucking moron about it. Yeah. <laughs> and and no, for the record, it is not okay for uh, mayors of Knoxville to continue wrestling. It's just not. <laughs> Okay, it's just not. Yeah, he should be concerned with uh, parking signs and and you know PTA meetings. Right, that that intersection <laughs> between Main and First Street, <laughs> kind of busy and dangerous. So, ladies and gentlemen, the hell are we um, even talking about? Yeah, <laughs> trust me, man. I, I, when it comes to that shit, man, I'm like an out of work jester, man. I'm nobody's fool. Shit, uh, we get a lot of heat from Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mayor. <laughs> Knoxville constituents aside, <laughs> you can always find us on the web at 20x20crew.com. That is our home on the web. Uh, we're available on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. 
We are, uh, we have our own group on Facebook. Come and say hi. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Uh, Instagram. Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Twitter. Uh, we are also available at 20x20crew. Uh, YouTube. Uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube where you can find our YouTube exclusive content the following contest where we just recently added the second half of our fantasy booking between WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling which I had a hell of a time with you doing that card it was so much fucking yeah, fun it was great so yeah definitely go check out some fantasy booking there I always forget to plug the email. Always email. Yeah, you you email. can email us at 20x20crew at gmail.com for the time being. And, uh, yeah, I've said all I've had to say yeah. this week. Episode so. 35 is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. As we said, as always, support professional wrestling of all kinds. Heels, baby faces, men, women, you name it. Everything support in between. It. Everything in between. Support it. Until we see you again in episode 36, we will see, see you in, in the ring. ring.